WP Talk, the Wealth Professional Podcast. Mackenzie's sustainable fixed income, powered by forward-thinking experts and an innovative ESG model, can help you diversify portfolios and make a real impact. Visit mackenzieinvestments.com forward slash innovation to learn more. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees and expenses all may be associated with investment funds. Please read the prospectus before investing. Investment funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Hello everyone, uh, thanks so much for joining us for the latest edition of WP Talk. I hope you're all doing well. I'm delighted you've decided to give this a listen. I'm your host, James Burton, Managing Editor of Wealth Professional Canada. For this latest episode, I'm delighted to welcome David Little, Senior Investment Advisor at Blue Ocean's Private Wealth with IA Private Wealth. We chatted about people wanting to retire early but not having the funds. We talked about the impact of inflation and interest rates on people's income plan and what he's doing to help his clients navigate these issues. Are clients really reverting from a baby boomer mentality of wanting everything, three cars and a cottage, to a more 1960 hippie-like attitude? I'll let David explain. When I see the, the live end of things in the office here, we're seeing people who are retiring basically at a whim they're not it hasn't been planned it's just last minute because they they've had it with the work life you know small little things that they they just said i'm done with it you know like a manager just i can't stand the guy any longer or somebody new moved into the company yeah so it's it's like it's like the baby boomers at the front end have now reverted back to their their desired lifestyles of the sixties when they were flower children. And, and, you know, they're now saying, I, I, I don't want to chase the brass ring anymore. I just want to have what I have and, and retire and, and go back to that sort of mentality of, of, you know, a free lifestyle, so to speak in terms of their viewpoint. And, and they've kind of, in some cases they've abandoned the, uh, the, the you know the drive and the rush to always have three cars in the garage and you know travels and large houses and whatnot yeah so, so it's kind of like they've they've kind of you know I, I have one fellow that that he said I always wanted to play guitar and never picked one up and now he's trying to learn how to play the guitar you know and I said well you know what what were you like in the sixties he goes I was a hippie in the sixties right so there you go I mean he's kind of going back to his roots of his, of his, of his earlier childhood and, and kind of looking at the future, you know, I always call it the last chapter and he's kind of looking at the last chapter. I want to enjoy myself. Yeah. So, so when you say that people, um, you know, that, that sort of touches on the people's outlook, I guess, but when you say people aren't ready, you mean like in terms of ha- having an actual sound financial plan, like making sure that they don't outlive their money. Do you know, I've been doing this since 1984. That's, 30 plus 35 plus years i have not ever seen a retirement income plan come in with a new client not once and i don't know how you can plan your retirement without having a retirement income plan and have everything mapped out and the reason for that is as i i 
I do a podcast um, and I tell people you can't you can't plan your retirement income phase the way you were you planned your retirement savings phase. You know, I can if you're 45 years old and you say I want to retire at 60 and you want to have X number of dollars coming in the front door, you can take a, a computer in 30 seconds and and kick that data out. In other words, you're going to have to put away X number of dollars a year and you're going to have to earn such and such a rate of return and bingo, bango, bongo, you're retired at age 60 or you have to wait an extra three years or you have to put more money in. But when you're, when you're now on the other side of that, on the retirement spending side, you can't punch those numbers in because you can't tell me when you're going to die. You can't tell me when your spouse is going to die. You can't tell me when one of you or both of you are unable to travel any longer, if that's part of your plan, because you don't know how your health is going to hold up. And eventually you are going to have to have, um, you know, some change of lifestyle, probably sell them the, the principal residence and move into a retirement center. And, and how do you budget all that if you're not actually mapping it out and planning it? So that's, that's, that's the one phase. What I really try to do um, with our, with our webinar is, we try to target people in their you know, mid-50s because I like to see, if I can, I like to see about a four or five-year plan that I can work with them towards that, that final day of retirement so that we know we do have enough money. But I'm, I'm getting people who are saying, you know what, I, I don't, I don't want to work anymore. And I, and I tell them, you don't have the resources to retire with the amount of income you're telling me that you need every month. And they're basically saying, well, I don't care. I, I, I need to retire and that's how much money I need. So, you know, instead of taking out 5% of their savings, which is what we used to like to see, I got people taking out six, seven, eight, nine percent In one case, we had a client taking out 14% of their assets for income. And I said, you're, you're going to run out of money. Right. What do they and say? They, they really, they really, you know, I think they all think something magical is going to happen. Um, I really do. I mean, I, I tell, I tell some of them, like, you're going to have to sell your home at, you know, 78 years old because you're going to need the money. Mm-hmm. And, and then how are you going to afford a, you know, $7,000 a month retirement center? But they don't really seem to be concerned about it. They, they basically think, you know, that's that's what's happening, and you know we'll deal with it when it when it when the time comes. And and they're not ever they're not ever you know adding in the the inflation issues that that we're seeing today. They're not enter, entering into the interest rate rates uh, that are increasing, yeah. which are going you know closer and back to where they normally are. Um, you know the the taxation. You know, property taxes and, and, and income taxes that constantly go up in Canada, they don't deal with any of that. They just think it's uh, it's just going to happen. And I mean, you know, you look at it, you look at the inflation rate numbers today. The markets are getting uh, challenged today again because inflation once again jumped up one percent when it was supposed to be going down after the interest rate hikes. So you know that has two impacts on people. One is it. Inflation now is running at 8.1%, so their purchasing power has dropped, and, and their portfolios are dropping. Um, you know, we, we, for the very first time ever in history, 
not only do we see the equity markets drop, but the bond market dropped almost in breadth with it, which is unheard of. So that, that's our sort of safety net we don't have this time around. And, you know, clients are probably worried about this, but they don't, they don't call us. Like it's not, it's not, I think they understand finally that these things are, are big picture things. You know, you've got the war in Ukraine, you've got the lockdown of China, you've got the inflation rate, you've got the energy crisis. You know, all of these things are, are adding up to the challenges that we've seen in the market. Markets dropped 10 of the last 11 weeks. We've never seen that since 1932, I think, or 1929, somewhere around there. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a deflection of, of um, you know, portfolio management because, you know, we're not, we're not seeing everything normally the way we would normally have it. You know, when the equities go down, our fixed income holds portfolios together. The only, the only thing that we've done, and we did it actually in 2020, was we um, put about 10 to 15% of our clients' money into energy positions uh, through ETFs and mutual funds and some stocks. And, you know, that's, that's, that's been ex- obviously very helpful um, in, in our portfolios. But, you know, to see our fixed income p- positions drop the way they are, and, and, and that's, our, that's our safety net, that, that's been a real challenge for sure. Yeah. So without, without wanting to sound too dramatic, like, you know, given the scenario you've, you've kind of outlined there, I mean, you know, in 10, 20, 30 years, is there going to be some sort of reckoning with this? Will there be some sort of fallout um, as people find that they, they don't have the funds to kind of carry on living <laughs> like hippies or whatever? Their only safety net, James, is if they have a principal residence. And at some point, in my office anyway, there's very few of our clients in their 80s that still live in their principal residence. And, you know, given the recent um, run up in energy or in um, real estate prices, you know, that, that's been extremely beneficial to those people who, are, who have sold. And it does allow them to top up their portfolios, which they've depleted. So that definitely helps a lot. And then something that's kind of, you know, in addendum to that is that that money is typically going into either a TFSA account or a non-registered account, which means that we're using capital gains taxes, which are much less than obviously income taxes um, mm-hmm. on regular income. So that does help us. And then also we don't, we're not mandatorily required to take a certain amount of money out of the, uh, out of a non-registered or a TFSA. So that also helps. So we're a lot, it's a lot easier managing that, um, and that's one of the reasons I like to get people, you know, four or five years in advance because I still see people who have not even remotely come close to topping up their TFSA and they don't have a lot of money outside of their their RSPs or their company pension plans. And, you know, so everything is taxable. You yeah, know, we don't we don't we're not able to, to manipulate the income tax by manipulating where we get the money from. And, and that's that's a challenge that you know, most of them will have to reckon with when they do get down the road. But again, I think it's it's pretty commonplace in Canada now that, that most people recognize their principal residence as a source of, of income in the future Yeah, uh, because they will sell it. 
So you, you've talked about, um, you know, you've, you've alluded to how, how you might deal with the situation, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be quite a common conversation that advisors are going to be having with their with their clients. What what else can an, an advisor do to to help these clients? Maybe from the relationship perspective as well as the the finance perspective. Well, from from sort of like on the behavioral side of things, is there's a number of things that we do. The first first thing is we we probably increase our contact with our clients, and we do that by we we started doing a Zoom town hall meeting uh, in 2021, and we've continued doing that, and and that that has been an extremely beneficial um, program we implemented that a lot of clients really appreciate. So they can see me live and, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with the topics. I mail out the topics that we're going to talk about. And I think that heightened contact with clients gives them a lot more comfort. Number two, you know, we, we try to um, show direction to where we're actually looking at and, and, and providing them with that information so that they can see it for themselves. You know, if, I, if I've got fixed income guys in here telling me this is where I think things are going to happen uh, by the end of 2022 and we'll see some recovery and, of course, the yields have almost tripled, then by giving that information and that stuff that we have, that resource material that we have, that helps clients for sure. And I think also because I've been in the in the you know pilot seat for so long, I think that clients get a comfort that I've I've been through these things many 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 times, and we always come out on the other end better. I I tell a lot of clients you know when the markets are are constantly pushing to new highs, it's very hard for us to make money for them, but when we have these these corrections over time. That's a time that we actually end up making money for them. You know, we're buying investments today that are basically on sale. Um, Warren Buffett has that very famous quote, says, you know, when there's blood on the street, that's the time to get your checkbook out. And, and we're seeing that now. So it does, it does provide the clients with some comfort that I really do have a vision and where I can help them when these things happen. The other thing that's, that's sort of... Um, you know, I can't I can't overemphasize the planning phase of things. Um, we we have a retirement income plan that we get every single client to do, unless they really object not to doing it, which is very seldom, very few. Um, I think that when you can get a retirement income plan put together, James you're not really just looking at what are the returns out there as an absolute. You're looking at the returns and how it impacts their income. So most of the people that call me say, I see my portfolio is down 10%. Does that mean I'm going to have to drop my income by 10%? Because I'm basically, that's what I need. And we, we always try to put, you know, one or two years of a client's income in very low risk or, or savings type of vehicles where the fluctuation isn't that high. So we're protecting income. So I may have one or two years of that income set aside that it's not going to have any impact on their lifestyle whatsoever. 
And I think, again, that that's through the, re- the retirement income planning phase. And then what I do is I say, you know, yeah, the market dropped 10%. But, you know, when we look out from, you know, age 65 to age 90, these little blips of, you know, 10% drop have had no impact on your retirement plan itself. So now they're, they're, they're tying the returns to what's required to make sure the retirement income plan works instead of just an absolute, well, I think I should be earning 12% on my money. And that's, that's extremely beneficial. So what about the, you know, the markets at the moment in 2022, uh, you know, been challenged, it's been quite a bit of a, a rough ride. Um, I mean, I guess there's two questions here, David. One, like you've alluded to there about how market conditions can affect that retirement income plan and sort of what you might tell a client or how you might deal with that with regards to the risks of, you know, big, big crashes around sort of retirement age. Um, and then, you know, what your, what your thoughts are on the current situation. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody likes to see their portfolios, you know, drop. So the, the big challenge that I alluded to earlier is that we always have a fixed income component. And we're, we've dropped that from 60-40 to probably 70-30 or maybe even 72 to uh, 27%, somewhere around that. Yeah. Um, and that's because we've been in the lowest interest rate environment we've ever seen, probably in 50 years or more. And, and, and then when we see that the bonds and fixed income component dropped, you know, in, in equal breadth with the stock market, it's just unheard of. But because we have such a nice component of that fixed income, interest rates have gone up, yes. So really, this is just sticker shock. In other words, when you look at your portfolio and you see your fixed income that's down 10%, it, it's just sticker shock on what the value of your net worth is, so to speak. But what people have to realize is that we were picking up two and a half percent yields in December. We're getting six and six and a half percent yields now. So what we're doing is we're seeing the income that's coming into the portfolios every month is making up for the drop in the equities, even the, or sorry, the, uh, the unit prices. But, you know, we just have to tell clients and educate them on what that means. And I always use the example of an investment property. So if you go out and you buy a house, you have two things that are going to come in on, on value. One is going to be the rent. And the second thing is going to be what the value of the property grows over time. Well, that's the same thing with some of the fixed income. So the price of our house, so to speak, has dropped, but we're increasing the rents on it. So it's making up for it in the short run. And and clients see that coming into their portfolios every day. And I have always, always, always had a fairly nice, large component of income payments coming into the portfolio, you know, dividends, fixed income, interests, uh, bond interests, yields, and that type of thing. So that, that really does help clients get through the, the, the hard times when they see their portfolios getting uh, you know, rocked around a little bit. Thanks for joining us for this episode of WP Talk. Thanks to David for his time and insight. For more WP Talk episodes, go to wealthprofessional.ca, click on the resources tab and select WP Talk. The site also includes 
all the latest news and views from the industry. So if you haven't already, please feel free to sign up to our daily newsletter. I'm James Burton. Until next time.